So I have a waterproof notepad in my shower because I get so many good ideas in my shower. I had written down a couple weeks ago and I read it again this morning just to really think back and remember how God was preparing my heart before this pandemic when obviously I didn't even know it was going to happen, but just to think back of how he was preparing me and then how he's preparing me to walk out of it. And honestly, I think that's just it. I want to walk out of it. I do not want to run out of it. I don't want to sprint out of it. I cannot keep that pace up anymore. It's going to be tempting, but I really want to walk out of this slowly and just hold on to the goodness that I've gotten out of it. I can't go back to the way it was. I have to have a new normal. And so I've just been praying every single day for God to continue to prepare me and prepare my heart and really brace me for this post-pandemic life. Welcome to Dress for Battle podcast. I am your host, Tarolyn St. Ellen creator of Adorned in Armor, and author of Claim Your Crown. I am super passionate about equipping queens with the secret weapon to win at life. Psst, it's Jesus. This podcast features warrior women bold enough to get vulnerable and unleash their current pains and struggles so that we, as a community, may overcome. As you dress every morning, keep in mind that it's not just your body that needs adornment. Your spirit needs it too. Armor up, girl. Get dressed for battle. Caitlin C. Rogers is the author of Not From God, a wife and a woman of faith living in Huntsville, Alabama with her baseball coach and husband, Caleb. She never meets a stranger and her love language, it's coffee. Caitlin is passionate about prayer, people, and paying it forward with her life. You will definitely see that in this episode as we discuss taking inventory of your feelings and the lessons learned in this pandemic the importance of your voice, how Caitlin learned how to choose Christ over her closet, okay, and of course, her testimony. Caitlin also opens up about struggling with the comparison game and wanting to quit. You will love her heart as well as the actionable steps she uses to overcome. Welcome to Dress for Battle Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me, girl. Today we have Caitlin C. Rogers. Introduce yourself to the people. Hey, I'm so pumped to be here. Um, I think you're like one of the coolest people ever, and this is one of the best podcasts. So I'm super, super happy to be here. And yeah, so my name is Caitlin Chapel Rogers. Um, I live in Huntsville, Alabama. I'm an author, I'm a speaker. Um, I'm a wife, I'm a coach for some really great women, Um, and most of all, I just really love the Lord and love talking about Him and reminding women that His light is inside all of us, and we have access uh, to the Holy Spirit and to His Word, and we got to use it to fight the enemy and just to tell the world about the goodness of God. Yes, and I love your heart for God, so I think... Well, the very first time that we came across one another was last year um, through like I didn't even meet you at She Speaks, but I met you like through the hashtags, the She Speaks 2019 hashtag. I just really love your heart for God. Yeah, well, back at you and so cool because me and Jasmine actually went to uh, the University of North Alabama together and I remember her being on your podcast and I was like, who is this beautiful girl? And we, yeah, we had like connected from She Speaks and so, so many crazy things and clearly God wanted us to be connected. So I'm just so happy to know you and we definitely have to meet in person one day very soon. 
yeah for sure when all this craziness is over. yes when we're allowed to be in the same room with other humans again <laughs> right. so how have you been in this yeah so honestly it's been I mean aside from the fact that it's a pandemic and it's it's not a positive at all and I've been praying against it and praying for healing and I hate that anyone has had to suffer I mean I've had friends who have actually had the coronavirus I know it's horrible um aside from all of that and just finding the, the silver lining and finding the positive it has been so nice to slow down I think I was really running at an unhealthy pace um both individually and really with my marriage um I've been married for only three years next month and this has been such a sweet slow time for us I mean we have spent every waking moment together and honestly it has just brought us so much closer and helped us realize how much we needed like real rest and connection with each other so that we could work on our marriage yeah that sounds awesome I know for sure I have definitely learned to rest more as well in this season and I can say like that's probably like my number one plus like the positive out of all this just like realizing like how much I needed to slow down and like really just I don't know I spend time with my family all the time but as you were saying like it's just like a different level right now of intimacy and so I'm very grateful for this aspect of it as well yeah same here I mean even just yesterday I've been really um I honestly just struggle with Sabbath like true biblical Sabbath um and this is just gosh it has like taught me so much about it and even yesterday we um my my family so my parents and my brothers um they live about an hour away so we went to visit them because my brother had surgery today and he has a pregnant wife and all those things but I left my phone at home and I left it at home on purpose and my family was like wait you didn't forget it and I was like no I left it at home and I turned it off and it was so good to just like I never once looked down to check a message. I was so focused on the people in front of me. And had this not happened, I don't know if I would have gotten to that place um, without honestly burning out. That that That's my fear that I would have burned out in order to slow down. And I'm so grateful that I didn't have to burn out. Um, I wish it wouldn't have been, like I said, a pandemic, but I am so glad that God said, hey, this is how you're going to rest from now on. Um, and I just, I'm praying that I can take that with me out of all this into my new normal. Yeah, for sure. And that's one thing that's we're all coming to grasp with, like things will not be the same again. And so how are you like dealing with the fact that like, you know, you don't really know like what to expect after this? Yeah, so um, I actually wrote down and it's weird because I read this earlier today. And I guess this is this is why God wanted me to share this. But so I have a waterproof notepad in my shower because I get so many good ideas in my shower. Um, it was like super cheap on Amazon. It's completely waterproof, waterproof pencils. I love it. Um, but I had written down a couple weeks ago. And like I said, I read it again this morning. Um, just to really think back and remember how God was preparing my heart before this, before before this pandemic, when obviously I didn't even know it was going to happen, but just to think back of how he was preparing me and then how he's preparing me to walk out of it. And honestly, I think that's just it. I want to walk out of it. I do not want to run out of it. I don't want to sprint out of it. I cannot keep that pace up anymore. I think it's going to be tempting that when governors start saying, you know, stay at home order is lifted, that we're all going to like sprint and be like, let's all like gather with all 50 of our our church people and like let's 
go to the movies, let's go to restaurants, let's go to the park. It's going to be tempting, but I really want to walk out of this slowly and just hold on to the goodness that I've gotten out of it. Um, and I want a new normal. Like I, I actually just wrote a post and I said, I can't go back to the way it was. I have to have a new normal. And so I've just been praying every single day for God to continue to prepare me and prepare my heart and really brace me for this post-pandemic life. That's really good. Walking out of it, not sprinting, not running. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and it's so crazy. So like, how are the cases over in Alabama then? Honestly, it's pretty been pretty good in Alabama, um, com especially compared to like New York. Um, and I, yeah. I know that you have experienced it heavily. Yeah. So yeah, we, we've gotten, of course there have been, there have been quite a few cases and deaths, but like where I'm at in Huntsville, Alabama, um, we're North Alabama, but we are slowly becoming the biggest city in Alabama. Um, and it's, it's been kept at bay pretty well. So we're, we're thankful, um, but I think that the the flip side of that is that people aren't taking it as seriously. So, like, my husband and I, if we go, you know, pick up, take out, I will see just, like, dozens of people in the park having picnics. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> you guys are breaking the rules. Like, what are you doing? But so I think it's just kind of a – it's just honestly been a weird balance of, you know, the, the, the government's telling us to do one thing and then – we feel like it's okay to do another thing. And then I've had this struggle of like with family and friends of I'm still taking it pretty seriously and not really leaving my house for much of anything, but slowly and slowly people are like, Hey, do you want to meet up and do this? Or, Hey, I think we're going to have some people over for dinner. So it's, it's just a weird struggle of what's the right thing to do. And you want to respect authority and just kind of praying through all of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I asked that question because like when you were like, you know, people, you know, you're expecting people to like run out of this like full force and just like want to gather together and stuff. And it's like on my end, people are just like, oh, no, nah. like if y'all want to go. Out yeah. Outside, but as for me, we're going to be in here. Yeah. Yes. As for me and my house, we stay in foot. I love that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's very 50 50 here with with what you're saying um but I can only imagine if I lived in a hot spot like you I would be like nope it's gonna be a while before I go back <laughs> yeah no for sure and so like I wanted to like ask like well one I would love to know like your testimony of like you know how you came to God but I also want to know like how do you feel like your testimony like relates to like living in this time that we are in right now Oh, wow. Yeah, that's such a good question. So I used to um, think that I didn't have a testimony. I always kind of like to start with that. Like I, and I think that a lot of people, a lot more people than I realized can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I used to be so jealous of people's testimonies when they would say like, you know, I came from this crazy background or I had this addiction that I broke or even like my mom, um, my mom got pregnant with me at 17 um, and her and my dad are still together. It's a beautiful story, but I always kind of say like my testimony started with their testimony because had they not chosen to keep me, like I wouldn't even be here. Um, but I always, I would tell my mom that like, I don't have a cool story. Like I was raised believing in God and going to church from the time I was an infant. Like I always knew 
the quote unquote right thing to do. But where my testimony really kicks in and where I have learned that the power lies is that I was so caught up in religion instead of a relationship. Um, I have a Church of Christ background. And anytime I say that, people look at me like I have 17 eyes and they're like, so you like wear long skirts and handle snakes and and they they make up all these different religions and decide that that's what how I was raised and I'm like no <laughs> none of that is true we there are some there are some differences of course in like Church of Christ and Baptist but um they're pretty similar and I now go to a non-denominational church so very different I like I said I went from religion so a list I knew that I couldn't smoke drink have sex cuss all those things so anytime I did mess up and like toe the line just a little bit, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hell. So then I finally thought one day, I've got to get saved and I've got to get baptized because I do not want to go to hell. So that was the whole reason I, I did it. Um, and I truly believe I was saved in that moment because I wanted to be with the Lord forever. But over time, I actually ended up getting baptized three different times in my life because I felt like the first two didn't count. So um and I we're not going to get into theology and if you know that that's not true whatever but in my brain it didn't count so um when I moved to Huntsville after I graduated college I um, actually started a career as a news reporter that was like my dream job Um, but I was still living kind of like life on the fence I had one foot in the world and one foot in heaven and I wanted to hang out with friends and do the things they were doing but I also loved the Lord and still wanted to be perceived as that good little church girl. Um, And so it took, it took me just like really going all in at my church, Church of the Highlands and getting in community and seeing what it was like to have an actual relationship with God. And once that clicked, I realized that the sin, the list of sins weren't going to send me to hell. It's that I didn't have a fatherly friendly close relationship with God and that's what I was missing he he wasn't trying to just like punish me he would just he was just desperately longing for me to be with him and when that I'm telling you when that happened everything changed um soon after you know I met my husband and that's a whole other story but I didn't want a boyfriend didn't want to marry him and it took the Lord telling me like hey, this is the guy you're going to do kingdom work with. Like, it's a, it's about more than like, what kind of money does he make? What does he look like? It's about so much more than that. It's about how are you two going to team up and impact the kingdom more than you can impact it by yourself. Um, And so things like that just kept happening. And my passion for the Lord really grew. And I realized that he had given me gifts. Um, I've, I've been a writer since I can remember. I mean, I was like, six, seven years old. And when kids would come over to play at my house, instead of playing outside, I would have um, illustration competitions so I could pick the best illustration for the the story I was writing on. (laughs) I'm like, how did I have any friends at all? Um, But I kind of realized like God put those gifts in me of words, written words and spoken words and, and talking to people and connecting with people. He put those gifts in me so long ago and they were finally coming to the surface. He was like, this is why I put them in there. Um, that seed has been in there a long time and it's time for it to bloom. And so with that, through all of that, um, I just really had a fervor and a passion for telling people about the Lord and doing it with writing and doing it with speaking and doing it over coffee one-on-one. And that's really kind of 
just my life's passion. You know, my favorite verse is Revelation twelve eleven. Uh, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. And first is the blood of the lamb. He, he's how we overcome everything and overcome the enemy. And then by the word of our testimony. And so he partners his blood with the word of our testimony. Um, and that really fires me up. And, and it makes me want to run on mission and tell everyone else to do the same thing so that we can take as many people home to heaven as possible. I love I love that period, especially how you explained how his blood partners with, you know, our testimony, the things that we are able to share with the world. And so I guess I would say like, you know, how you felt like you didn't even have a testimony in the beginning. And I could relate um, to that, especially because I'm like, my parents' testimony, like my mom's testimony was like pretty much mine before like I, in a way, grew into that. And so what advice would you have for the woman who feels like she doesn't have anything to say about Jesus? Oh, yeah, that gives me chills. Everyone has a story. Gosh, reading through the Old Testament. So I've been reading chronologically through the Bible in a year. I've never read the Bible all the way through, which I'm like ashamed of, but no, girl. God, so. <laughs> Dude, this is actually one of my goals yeah. during the um, quarantine season. I'm literally reading from Genesis to Revelation, so I feel you. Wait, you're in Chronicles right now? So, okay, so I am um, in First Chronicles right now. And so I've been doing, have you heard of the Bible recap with Carolee Cobble? I haven't. Yeah, so I've been um, listening to her. So I've been reading chronologically with her through the Bible. Um, and she has a podcast called the Bible recap and it's so cool. Cause it's like a mini commentary, um, for the daily Bible reading. So she has a U version plan and then she does her podcast afterwards. So, um, I've just been reading through that and listening with her and currently in first Chronicles, but reading through the Old Testament and the genealogies, that's always so hard to read. And and Carolee Cobble does a great job of explaining like the reasons why we see those um, genealogies. And just when you read through the Old Testament, it is a reminder, and she says this really well, that everyone really does have a story. Like God uses every single person, the worst of the worst, quote unquote, that we see in the Bible, he uses their story. And it just reminded me that like, if you are a woman who feels like you don't have a story, that is a lie from the enemy. God. God knit you together in your mother's womb and he gave you a story to tell so that you could share the gospel and again, bring people closer to him and bring them home to heaven. So don't believe that lie that you don't have something to share because if you're breathing, if you're alive, then you have a story to tell and it doesn't have to impact millions to impact one person and change the trajectory of that one person's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's girl. <laughs> Hey girl, taking a quick little break to talk to you guys about something exciting coming up on June 24th. I'm launching my very first workshop. The Amplify Your Voice workshop is designed to encourage you to believe in your God-given message so much you're ready to share with the whole world. Since I began my blogging journey in 2013, I've received countless questions about how I gained the confidence to successfully share my story, and I'm so honored to teach you to do the same as we dig a little deeper with interactive prompts and meet live three times. Yes, girl, three times. This course is inspired by chapter 13 of Claim Your Crown called Amplifying Your Voice, and so I'm so excited 
up online and in real life for the kingdom. This conversation with Caitlin is actually one of the confirmations God used to show me how much this is needed. You get three workshops with me for only $29.99 for a limited time. This is the moment you realize how much the world needs your voice. Yes, your voice. Click the link in the episode notes for more. Back to this amazing conversation. I actually, um, I'm going to try not to cry. I cry a lot. I'm a big, big cryer. But I actually wrote this down yesterday, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to share it later on my blog and on my social media. But I um, used to work at NASA, and I did social media for NASA. And when I worked there, I met a guy. um, He's an older man, and he, he was also a writer. Like, outside of NASA, he loved to write. So we connected with that. But he um, wasn't a believer. So he used to be a believer and he had a friend who was a Christian and she um, died in a really tragic way. And so because of that, he stopped believing in God. Um, But every time I share something on my Facebook page, he comments and encourages me and tells me how much he appreciated it. So when I feel like I don't have anyone to impact, when I feel like I don't have a story to tell or when I feel like. Um, I'm not doing enough. I remember his name and his face and that if I can change the trajectory of his life and if he reads my words and really starts to dig in for himself and realize that Jesus is so real and Jesus loves him and he doesn't go to hell and instead goes to heaven to be with God forever, then it's worth it. So if your story touches one life and changes the trajectory of one life, then it is worth it. Wow. Does he like live near you? Yeah, so we live in the same city. Um, and I haven't seen him in a while, but we talk back and forth and he's actually open enough to where he has he has opened up and kind of told me his background, why why he struggles to believe. Um, so it's very cool to have that open door and to be able to I mean if you're if you're like me or if anyone out there is listening is like like is like me, it's it's really easy just to surround yourself with a bunch of people who believe in God. Um, But I get really convicted when I hear people talk about like, how many unsaved people are you talking to? And how many unsaved people are you communicating with? Um, Sure, when we're sharing stuff and posting stuff, they're probably unbelievers. But I know the vast majority of like my followers and and my people who read what I write, they're all believers um, to some extent. They may not be like all in with Jesus, but they do believe. So to know a person and to have a name um, and to be able to connect with someone who does not believe, that really becomes your mission field, your everyday mission field. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. And that's one thing I feel like, especially as creators, as influencers of Christ, I feel like a prayer request that we should have as well is to just like ask God, like, just send me that one person, um, especially like as a means of a reminder to be doing you know, what he has called us to do. So I love, yeah, love no, that. I'm, I'm right there with you. That, that is a prayer. I should really pray more often for him to send me more people that I can implement on his behalf. Yeah. Wow. And so like, we see like the power of our stories of our testimony and also just sharing like what we struggle with. And that is the basis of just for battle podcast. And so I would love to know, like, what is on your heart? Like, what are you struggling with? Oh, wow. Yeah. So I think in this slowness and in this time where it's, it's been great to 
be able to create more and to have more ideas. And um, I'm actually working on a new book. So I've been working on a book proposal and that is just like a giant, um, it's, it's a lot of work and it's really tedious and not my favorite thing in the world. And so honestly, I've been struggling really hard with just like wanting to quit and with like comparing my success to other women, other women who I love and look up to, but I'm like, man, they're just killing it. And what am I even doing? Like, why am I trying to do this? Will I ever get picked up by a publisher? Will I ever, will my career, quote unquote career ever really like take off so that I can just devote my entire life to this or will I still have to do it in the fringes of my day while I work a day job and so that struggle just directly relates to what I just said about that that one man and I think God really dropped that on my heart yesterday to remind me like hey Caitlin you're not doing this for a book contract or for a million followers you're doing this for the one just like I went after the one you're called to go after the one um and but that has been my struggle it's just like the comparison and then the wanting to just give up, like throw in the towel and be like, this is too hard. I'm, I'm done. It, it feels like sometimes it would be easier for me to go to medical school and become a doctor than to continue this, this path of like writing and speaking and sharing for the Lord. I know that that's not true and I could never go to medical school because that's not my gift, but that's how it feels sometimes. So that has just been the constant struggle in my brain and, and just really like, digging into the word and replacing those lies with the truth. You know, the, the book I wrote, not from God, it's all about things that are not from him and the truth we can replace them with. And I love dress for battle. Like that is my battle cry. Like that is what I have to armor up with the armor of God every day and with his word, because when I don't, I can feel it. When I don't start my day armoring up, like I can feel that I don't have an armor on and the attacks are penetrating me so deeply. But when that armor is on, nothing can touch me because I belong to God. Girl, yes. And I love, <laughs> I, I love, but you're just speaking right now. And I was like, oh my God, like I had three points I had to make. And I'm like, you know what? I should just like write them yeah, down like, as you speak. <laughs> oh, what was it? Okay, your struggle compared. Okay, I remember. All right, so one thing I noticed about you is that you love to do like something that's like absolute. I don't know how to explain it, but like when you see like there's like a fault, you like figure out a way to like just cancel it all. And so like I remember when you like stopped shopping. And so like I like that just came to mind um in regards to like my future questions I have in regards to comparison, but can you share that journey of like why you felt led to stop shopping and like what you learn from that. And then we'll go into like the question about. Yeah. So um, I get asked about this a lot because it's just like so drastic that you go, like you completely quit shopping. Um, but I'm very much, um, so I'm an Enneagram three, if you're into the Enneagram. And so um, my counselor, super big fan of counseling, but she always tells me like, Caitlin, you're just like an all or nothing kind of girl, which isn't always healthy. And I'm working on that. But I knew myself well enough to know that I had made shopping an idol, like truly an idol. Um, I thought that every time I went somewhere, I had to have a new outfit. And when I got really like still and like dug into why I was doing it, 
it was really because I wanted approval. And I, I do struggle with that, like wanting approval from man and having to remember that approval from God is so much better. So it had all just culminated and came to a head. And I was like, I am not doing this anymore. I had a woman, I, I'm, she was a mutual friend. We met at a conference, the Words Conference in North Carolina. And she looked me like in the eye and I swear she looked into my soul and she was like, you have to stop. You're going to ruin your marriage. You are, you are really blocking yourself from the blessings God has for you because you've become so obsessed with buying more clothes and having more cute stuff and, and why you're doing it. So I said, okay, for a whole entire year, I'm not shopping at all. And girl, I can only, can only give the credit to the Lord because there's no way I could have quit shopping because I loved it so much. Um, but I borrowed stuff from people. I found a way just to be really creative. And when it came down to it, like now, I mean, I'm in April of the, the year after my shopping fast, and I really don't shop that much. Like, of course, I have bought some stuff during this quarantine because who hasn't? <laughs> but I don't have the desire that I had to shop constantly. Like, I know that I have what I need and that that is not my identity. So, I, the way I always say it is I really shifted my my treasure from the closet to the cross. Like where, you know, where where our eyes are fixed on, where our heart is, that's where our treasure lies. And so I want my focus and my heart to be fixed on the cross more than my closet. And it, it just had become such a problem that, like you said, I had to cancel out that thought. I had to say, you know what, I'm going to fight this lie that this is my identity with the truth I know that I don't need anything except for Christ. And I could tell you so many stories just about the way God blessed um, me and my husband financially during that time. The way that the Lord told me, even before I started, he said, you know, if you, if you do this, I'm going to bless you. And I said, that's great, but I'm not doing it for the blessing. I'm really doing it because I want to rid my heart of what is blocking it uh, from you, Lord. And it, it just comes down to when we want to be in the pursuit of God's heart more than we want to pursue the blessings he has to offer. That's when everything lines up and we really find out what our identity is. Yeah. And that's also like the message of like claim your crown of just knowing that he is the, he is what we should be pursuing. And so like when you were speaking about, you know, how you used to just see God as a judge, like I felt that too, because it was harder, like it was easier for me to see him as someone who was like a dictator as opposed to someone that was like waiting on me to like, you know, forgive and stuff. And so I love that you were able to, well, he was able to teach you that in the midst of all this, like even like shutting everything all down, like he's teaching you that he is the absolute goal. And so like, that's why I said like, you're like so absolute. And I love that because I love, I guess I can't really imagine like no shopping completely, but I think that's because I don't really shop a lot. So right. like when I do, it's like, oh my gosh, no, I really do need and it. And you always look so cute. You have like the best fashion of anyone I've ever seen. Oh, thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You do. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Like literally like going back, like learning from, I guess, gleaning from like what you learned from closet to Christ and stuff. I, first of all, I love alliteration and all that girl. Yes. So awesome. <laughs> Of that. Awesome. Are you absolute in regards to like social media as well? Like going back to like the comparison stuff, like how are you at least trying to fight like, you know, the comparison 
and you know reminding yourself that this whole journey is for that one because I completely feel you especially with that part of just feeling like yo you know what like how about I just go to work and I was just like on a podcast too like talking about this sometimes because like most of the work that we do for God is like behind the scenes and you don't really see like a finished product and it's just like such a long waiting process it's so like I guess like easy for us to be like uh yeah let me go find a nine to five and not to say there's wrong with that but it's like where has God called you in this season so yeah like how would you say you are dealing with comparison and remembering that you know his purpose is purpose for this yeah that's such a great question you're like full of great questions you're a great interviewer um I think that First of all, that is that is a huge struggle. So the comparison and the social media, all of it, it can really mess with my mind. So I actually, one actual practical way that I fight that, um, I have a one-hour time limit on my social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like they all each have their separate separate time limit. Um, and my husband has the password. So like I can't just say, oh, you know, ignore he has the password. So every now and then I'm like, Hey, I really do need to do some work on here. I'm like posting a story or I'm going live or whatever it is. And so he'll, you know, grant me my other hour, but I'm, I really try to hold true to like, I just have to be disciplined and I struggle with discipline. That was my word for the year in 2019. When I did the shopping fast, it was discipline um, because I struggle with it, but being disciplined in um, my time limits and limiting my time and and where my eyes are looking and how I'm scrolling, that is huge in helping me fight off that comparison. And really, like we hear so many people say it, but not grabbing your phone in the morning um, and going straight to the word. I actually just ordered on Amazon an old school alarm clock so that I will not have to check my phone for the alarm anymore <laughs> because I check the alarm and then I start scrolling through. And I'm like, dang it, I didn't even mean to do that. But just to really to know yourself well enough to know what your your soft spots and your weak spots are and then to say okay i know that a b and c caused me to go into a downward spiral of comparison and of thinking i'm not good enough so i'm going to take action and turn my phone off at night and sit in the other room and have an alarm clock and give myself time limits on social media that has really just been a game changer for me and i still struggle with it but it has helped so much Girl, I feel you on that. Like, my limit is two hours. I didn't know you could give someone a password. Is that, like, an app or I think that he went in. I don't even know how he did it, which is for the best. But I think he went in and did it just through the settings. Um, I think you can go into settings, like, for your social media and go to the time limit. And then you can create a password. So, yeah. Because I know I have some friends who have created a time limit. But they always just say you know, ignore. And I know that's what I would do. So I have to have someone like, he's like my social media warden. I'm like, okay, put me in prison. (laughs) I love that though. It's so important to like limit our intake as well. Like just like in this season overall, I really just feel like, you know, God is calling us into a different form of intimacy with himself as well. So like getting away from that and also like, you know, simultaneously getting away from that comparison and just like feeling you have to keep up because it's like oh my gosh like the algorithm is still out there to get me you know (laughs) but it's like it's okay 
I like your mission is still your mission. I have called you and you are purposed for this time. But like right now I'm calling you away from all that. And so I really um, feel that and I understand um, your struggle with that as well. Um, and so like I wanted you like also, well, one, congrats on working on a second oh, book. <laughs> um, so you guys, um, Caitlin has a book called Not From God and it's on Amazon. And if you love her heart, which I'm sure you do, you will love this book as well. Can you give like a quick spiel about like what this one is about and what we could look forward to in the second if you're able to? Yeah, so um not from God actually was birthed out of a, a really dark year of depression in my life. Um, I think it's cool that during really probably the worst year of my life, God was birthing my first book. Um, he honestly used everything. Um, he, he worked everything together for good. Like Romans eight twenty eight says he really did. And he reminded me that if it's something I was struggling with, that I could write my way out of it. And also help other people who are struggling with it. So Not From God, Taking Back the Narrative of Your Life is 10 chapters. It's a short book. It's a short read. And I, you know, got in my head about that too and thought, well, it's just little, it's short. But my husband was like, hey, if God called you to write it, it might be little, but it's mighty. And it's helping people. And I still get messages from people telling me it's just an easy and simple read. So they've remembered it and they've they've latched onto it and it has sent them to the word. And that was my goal. So it's 10 chapters of things that are not from God. So comparison, stress, depression, jealousy, temptation, all these things, God reminded me, he didn't give us. They are in this world because this world has fallen and the prince of the air rules this world right now. And we are living for another world for heaven. So these, these things that are not from him, we don't have to live with. You know, I think in the book, I write about we've put these on like a heavy winter coat in the summer and we're sweating and we're like struggling and wondering what to do. And God's like, Hey, take it off, put on this light windbreaker and get out there and do the thing. And so each chapter um, ends with a truth that is from God that you can replace the lie that is not from God with. So it's really um, like we talked about earlier, it's just another tool in the tool belt for when you're putting on your armor, when you're going out for battle, just some easy things to remember that this is a lie. I don't have to live it. And this is the truth to replace it with. Um, and then the book I'm working on now, um, it's really, it's a lot about what we've been, what we've been talking about, just the pursuit of God. Um, my word for the year is pursue. And this book is, it's about happiness, but it's, it's more about the pursuit of God and how that is our happiness. Um, it's unfolding just kind of before my eyes. And I'm really excited as I'm writing it. God is teaching me so much about happiness and about my heart and about how it is truly at home when it is in pursuit of his heart. And I'm, I'm hoping and praying that, you know, it, it lands in the hands of, of the right publisher and, and gets, has its, has its own home and gets into the hands of the right readers. I self-published my first book, uh, which was so much fun, but I really feel God leading me in a different direction with this other book. Um, so we'll see, but you can, you can, yeah, you can still get my first book on Amazon um, and find out more information on my website, CaitlinChapelRogers.com. Um, but it's, it's a great little nightstand book too. If you want to go through it in 10 weeks, I've had a lot of church groups do small groups on it um, and they do a 10 week study and, it's, um, 
I'm, I'm really happy that God called me to write it because none of those ideas in that book were mine. And it's so evident because I was in such a dark place that it is nothing but God and his goodness. And I hope he just always gets all the glory for that. Amen. And so we'll also be praying for you so you get that book deal. Yes. Yes. I know that's not what it's all about, but it would be super great. Uh, I definitely understand. At the end of the day, like we still all have like goals right. and dreams and you know, God has put these des- these desires on our hearts for a reason. And I always say that. And so That's right. Yeah, I'm believing in that for you, girl, and I'll be praying for that. Amen. Thank you. No, no problem. And so like how I've been like ending um my podcast like recently, um, since my book has released, Claim Your Crown, you guys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so what I've been doing is asking, you know, our interviewees or interview, yeah, interviewees, how do they <laughs> claim their crowns in every day? Oh, girl. Yeah. First of all, love the book. Love the title. You're just beautiful and a crown like belongs on your head. So I just, I love it all. Um, And yeah, so how I claim my crown every single day, you know, First Peter 2, 9, we're a royal priesthood and I, I do have to fight off that lie that I don't matter, um, almost daily. And I think that finding the beauty in that and remembering that because I fight that daily, I remember daily that I am crowned at, in a royal priesthood by God. He crowns me every day. He crowns me with his goodness. And so the way that I do that every day is going to him in prayer, going to him in worship and going to his word. And when we worship, oh man, it just puts everything back into the right perspective. And that's what allows me to lift my head up high, not because of who I am, but because of who God is and who he is in me and put that crown on my head and know exactly who I belong to so that I can go out into this world, fight off the enemy and fight for God and fight for his people and love on people in the name of Jesus. Amen. I love that. Go ahead, girl. Yes. <laughs> I love, I love talking to you. It's like getting me fired up and encouraged. Um, and it's just, you know, another way to, to claim our crowns is to get around people and talk to people who remind us of our worth. You know, there's one thing to be around people who put you down and there's another to be around people who tell you it's all about you and your worth. But when you have people, um, sisters in Christ, brothers in Christ who remind you that your worth is found in God and who God says you is, it really is a game changer. And it really does. It just propels you on the mission that he's called you to. Yeah. 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 So good guys. Oh my gosh. I pray that in this episode that you have the encouragement to walk into life, you know, with the confidence of knowing who you are in Christ, even if battling comparison or like, you know, not in a way struggling with believing in your dreams, like whether or not they mm-hmm. will pass. I pray that you guys know that at the end of the day, like you are loved by the King of all Kings and he also calls us his children. And so, yeah, Caitlin, thank you so much for sharing your heart with us. I'm so, so happy that I got to have you. And I know our listeners were so blessed. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I just, I pray that um, all your dreams keep coming true and that you keep just, man, tearing it up for the Lord and keep that crown straight on your head and keep walking on what he's called you to do. Yes, girl. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks again, girl. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you.